0: All right, here we are with another episode of Pines and Diplomacy. We have a great show for you. We have a special guest, Rita Hart, who is running for Congress in Iowa's House District 2. We will profile her race and we'll lead into an interview with her later on in this episode. And we also have a uh, a Wikipedia reading about Florida House District 21, uh, a very interesting race. We'll start with our news update. The president has tested positive for covid That's huge news right now for somebody that has mocked. I mean, I think he mocked Biden during the presidential debate for wearing a mask. Uh, I think he claimed that Biden wore the biggest mask there ever was. And then two days later, tested positive. Um, And not only Trump, but Melania and several uh, White House staffers and and aides close to him. So
1: Well, yeah, and at the debate, that was one thing the moderator complained about later is that their campaigns... Agreed that those in their whatever entourage would wear masks, but everyone from the Trump campaign refused to wear
0: masks. Just sitting in the room during the debate, I think they actually offered the Trump family in the yep. front row masks halfway through, and they denied them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Chris Wallace was not happy about that. Uh. Yeah. So tr- Trump has COVID. They actually took ma- Marine One. They landed it near the White House and had him fly to to Walter Reed, and there was that was a whole debacle and, and spectacle with. The speculation on his his um, health and all that was wild, wild television, which is probably something he's OK with. He trumps a man of ratings. He knows well, his and ratings. Yeah.
1: And then, I mean, he he decided to take that uh, little car ride while he was still getting treatment, which is
0: obviously not a good idea. Yeah, but it, it got a lot of news coverage. So he's trying to show that he's strong. I, I see what he's doing. I also yeah. can see why the other, why the left may be upset because you're endangering the Secret Service by That's how you spread it. Well, yeah, you're spreading it more and not taking it serious, which is the whole point. God, there's so many people that have tested positive now in the White House. Yeah, um, I think the count. I think Doctor Fauci called mm-hmm. the Rose Garden ceremony for Amy Coney Barrett a super spreader event.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody, because nobody's wearing a mask there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was it's wild
2: we talked about with Wes when we had Wes Breckenridge on. You know, a lot of people don't believe the hype until they have some kind of a personal connection to it. So, you know, maybe this now will be the the connection that, that some people need to start taking maybe a more serious approach to how we how we handle this.
0: In a perfect world. Yeah. In a perfect world. Which is what... This is what we live in. So... Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So the next thing we want to <laughs> do
0: here, we have... And I, this is fascinating. This intrigues me. Uh, when I, I was dumbfounded when I found this out, Florida House York. District 21. Um, there is a race between uh, Lois Frankel, who is the incumbent Democrat, um, who's served since 2017. She's running against a Republican named Laura Loomer. She's got quite the rap sheet. So our, our Wikipedia reading is going to be about this race, and, and more importantly, about Laura Loomer. You guys have never heard of her before. I had not. She's, oh, we'll give you the Wikipedia description here, the, the brief one. It says uh, she was born in – weird thing. She was born in 1992 or 1993. They can't even confirm which year she was born in.
1: That's never a good sign. No,
2: a woman <laughs> of mystery. I yes.
0: love it. She's described as an American far-right anti-Muslim political activist, wow. conspiracy theorist, and internet personality.
2: It's Wait. Cr- did, you say, did you say internet, internet personality? Yes,
0: internet personality. Now is that –
2: do we have any more information that Instagram? Is
0: that, Instagram? that? Yeah, is that YouTube? Uh, everything. The World Wide Web. Yes. All of them. World Wide Web, all of them. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. The entirety of the internets. Everything that Al Gore created, yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Yep. Her activism page, 2015 through 2017. It's insane. I'm going to read through some of these and interrupt me when you're like, done. (laughs) (laughs) will do. I was done
1: with that first line you got anti-Muslim conspiracy theorist and whatever it started with. Internet personality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, so here, Sorry, here's the going. first thing. In March of 2015, lo- uh, Loomer used a concealed video camera to record her conversations with Barry University officials discussing the idea of starting a club called Sympathetic Students in Support of the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. They alleged that her video captured a university official unfazed by the idea of a campus supporti- uh, a campus activity supporting ISIS. They suspended her and for violating student code of conduct rules. Criminal charges were filed. <laughs> Investigative <laughs> journalism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess you're not wrong. Um, on November 8th. <laughs> you, 20th, are <laughs> on <Yeah. laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> it's <laughs> not really what it is, but it, in her mind, maybe. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, She's trying to crack the case.
2: Mm. Trying to make a name for herself. It gets worse. I um, believe yeah,
0: it. It's, it. There's a lot to go here. A lot to deal I'm with. excited. We're just warming up. On November 8th, 2016, the day of the U.S. 2016 presidential election, Loomer went to a polling station dressed in a burqa and asked for a ballot under the name Huma Abedin. Now, you remember back to the 2016 election if James Comey opened up an investigation at Hillary Clinton, and it was because I believe they found more emails associated with Hillary Clinton through Huma Abedin's, uh, I don't know if it was through her email or something, but but it was because of Huma Abedin. And I believe she had a relationship with Anthony Weiner, uh, don't laugh, Who was (laughs) on? Well, the funny thing is, he was kicked out of Congress. Or not kicked out. He was.
2: He resigned.
1: uh, He resigned, I believe he
0: resigned because he was sending some inappropriate photos to people.
2: I thought he was that actor that was in one of the Sharknado movies. Mm -hmm.
0: He'd probably fit right in. He might have been.
1: He was. He he he
2: was. Uh, He was. Not that I've watched. I haven't watched all of the Sharknado movies, but I watched I watched like a. I don't know.
0: I watched maybe 20 minutes of Sharknado, like three. It's Antony, okay to be a fan. Antony was in it. So clearly she's trying to just agitate people, um, more of like a, a digital agitator. So again, li- looking for likes. Who did she have
2: to Who did she have to run against? She actually well, beat no someone.
0: One. So you're wondering how, she, how people how did didn't she? see this crap. Yes. Yeah, well, she probably tapped into a lot of the QAnon individuals and, well, and conspiracy honestly, theorists. And
1: she's obviously gotten a name for herself in conservative circles. Probably a lot of people don't even know all of this background about her they just know that she's she ha she's active
0: here's, a, here's another one the loomer attempted to interrupt a speaker at the women's march in dc appearing on stage to call the women's march a nazi organization as she was escorted off by security she shouted what about the jews so she's just
1: a straight up bet oh. job
0: yeah like this is 100% crazy she's just
2: it's so not even it's not funny anymore like initially she, oh. it was kind of funny but like okay it, so and oh. this is where we tell people get
0: involved there were six Republican candidates that were apparently <laughs> worse than this. Worse than, uh, but, you know, she has a f- she had a following on Twitter. So maybe she can use that. She is
2: an Internet personality. Yes.
1: Yeah. I honestly I think it comes down to that. It's just general awareness. There are probably a lot of people who just looked online, saw that she was a person and <laughs> voted for her. Like, I can't believe was that there. <laughs> she w- was <laughs> a person. Uh-huh. It's a very I low bar that we're setting in Florida.
0: Yeah. <laughs> here's here's that's something incredible in february 2019 loomer was banned from paypal gofundme and venmo in response loomer claimed that left-wing terrorists and tech tyrants were trying to shut me down how do you wh-
1: what well, does you, they're what not you, do? she's not wrong
0: why wouldn't they <laughs> yeah, like that's she's insane she said she would stop at nothing to make sure justice is served for the way silicon valley has disenfranchised me falsely accusing me of being a white supremacist a nazi anti-muslim a racist a bigot and every other smear in the book well yeah, comments. She yeah, she's by yeah. definition, like, yeah, she's she, not even she's hiding a
1: lot of those things.
0: She She's also been banned from, I believe, Lyft and Uber, because at one point she was trying to start her own ride-sharing service where the the drivers couldn't be Muslim. She's got to be on some kind of, some at least one FBI watch list. Is there more than one FBI watch list? I mean... You could argue that it's just one <laughs> big watch list. All in all, everything she's pretty much done is clearly to just get in the news and get on social media and to try yeah. to rally that base of the, your right-wing conspiracy theorist, your QAnon, yeah. InfoWars. I believe she worked for InfoWars, actually, with Alex Jones for that a tracks. bit. tracks. Well, yeah, d- it all adds up. And they do have—yeah, there are
1: two independent candidates running and a r- another right-in Republican. So it's not as though— Even the whole side has coalesced behind her. She can't win. Yeah, I would like to win. Of course. Uh,
0: She was endorsed by, I think, I mean, not endorsed officially, but I do know a member of the Trump family did come down to help her with the campaign event. Yeah. And somebody that has been very proudly proclaiming that she's anti-Muslim. How, how and this, I don't, mind-blowing to me that somebody like that could win a race. Um, So, yeah, that's Florida House District 21. Hopefully, at least, you would think that couldn't go wrong for the sake of, common decency and being a decent human being so our interview today is with Rita Hart uh, she campaigned for lieutenant governor in 2018 with Fred Hubble and lost a very close race to, to Kim Reynolds and Adam Gregg uh, Rita Hart was then asked to run for Congress for Dave Loebsack's seat which I think he's held since 2006 ish he decided he wasn't gonna run for reelection and so they they were seeking out a strong a Democrat that could run for that seat and and Rita Hart's name came to the top of that list I, I mean besides before this interview I'd met Rita Hart one other time and she told some great stories and was it was she was fun to talk to uh, easy to relate to and I, I don't think the interview is any different
2: she told a story about one young man who had some school loan debt and uh, Tyler's really hoping that young man was him I think that'll come up
0: find out we'll that'll, see yeah she's running against Marionette Miller Meeks a state senator at the moment uh, I met her once as well. Both very respectful. Very, it's very, it's a very clean race. Uh, there's no sign gate. There's no. Yeah, they're both great people. The the polling, you, if you, Ryan, have you checked what the polling says for well, this race? Well, was
2: this was still back in September. Mm-hmm. Had Rita hard ahead, fifty oh. percent uh, to forty six percent, but the the margin of error on this one is seven point eight to eight point seven percent. So basically. Too close to call, you it's know. Toss what, up. Yeah, it's and that's with a lot of these, a lot of these house races in, in the state of Iowa. You know, are all pretty much dead heat at this point.
0: And, th- and this race is kind of interesting because it's one of the thirty house districts in the United States that is controlled by a Democrat incumbent, but voted for Trump in 2016. For her, Rita Hart, on her end, she's got Iowa City, a big college town there, to help her numbers, I suppose, because college kids tend to lean down. But it should be a very very close race so i guess polling does show she's ahead i saw polling showing miller meeks ahead by four points so it, it tells me it's just a toss-up at this point um, which is if you're dave lobsack is maybe getting you to second guess you leaving your seat at this point um so yeah that sh- it's a great interview she warmed up to us it's a pretty good time yeah she was awesome uh we're very impressed we hope you enjoy the interview there you go all right, so we'd like to welcome our our next guest, uh, Democratic nominee to replace Dave Loebsack in Iowa's 2nd Congressional District. Uh, she is running against Republican nominee Marionette Miller-Meeks uh, to, to, to become the next representative of Iowa's 2nd District. Uh, so we'd like to thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: great, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I, I will say I'm going to add... Um, your staff has been super welcoming and super, we've had some great conversations without you here. It's been awesome. So it's, <laughs> I'm super laid back right So don't to go. mess it up, Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. They raised the bar for you. I know, the, the more, pressure's
3: yeah. on, yeah. They, they are a good crew. They're hard for, hard for me to follow.
0: Um, we'll start off with uh, with uh, some hard-hitting questions. I, I sat down and watched your debate with uh, the, the state senator. And one thing you mentioned, you were, you, there was a segment on uh, student loans and you mentioned a teacher male teacher oh, yes, who I was struggling struggling to pay um their student loans back yeah were, were that, you, that was you were you talking about me
3: yes i was talking about you
0: are you, are you serious
3: I'm very serious okay You're i bad. literally
0: we talked about this on the way i said i i heard that and i'm like it might be a silly question but i think she might have been talking about me <laughs> But uh, but it's also like vague enough that it could be a lot of other people, sure. too, because yeah. it happens a yeah, lot. It's so. a great,
3: that's why it's a great example, because so many people can relate. Exactly. Yeah. But it was a very true story, as you
1: are going to attest to. Absolutely. I was say, for, yes. the, for the listeners, do you want to maybe give some background on that? So Elaborate on what yeah. that comment was? And what well,
0: so I'm, I'm assuming it came uh, last school year. Uh, Rita came to my classroom to visit and uh, just speak with students about civic engagement and being informed and. I'm assuming along the way we had a conversation about student loan debt because that's like my number one issue, and that's probably where the where I shared that information. You
3: bet. Yeah. And and I, if I remember right, what I said in the in the debate was that. I, I talked to this this young teacher who does an awesome job, right? Yep, yep. Who belongs in the classroom, who needs to continue in the classroom, and it's a it's a darn sin yeah. that he's worrying about how he's going to pay back this this debt, and and that may drive him from the classroom, and mm-hmm. that would be a tragedy.
0: Yeah, and uh, you're killing Ryan right now. He's just he's you're, you're <laughs> like just shaking your my head, <laughs> head the whole time. Build me up just, <laughs> here.
2: I don't know how we're going to get him back in the car. Like his <laughs> head is it's going to be a
0: struggle. He'll ride in the back. Uh, be- better question uh, when you're elected do i where do I receive royalties for that or how does that work
3: I don't think that it works ah, that way well,
0: for the for people listening would you elaborate on your stance with with student loans
3: yeah I think that we have to do so- do something in a way that makes sense for most folks and I think we gotta we you know we have to start where we can find agreement mm-hmm. and so I think it's it makes total sense to people that when the rates are too high there's got to be a way to bring them down you know and we can we can buy cars and refrigerators and things sure. like that at, at 0% or whatever the interest rate is, we can certainly bring down student student loan debt uh, on that interest level. And, and, you know, the federal government should not be making making money exactly. off of, of students who are trying to improve their lives and who therefore become a very important part of the economy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's how we should approach that.
2: So I guess as a, you know, Tyler's an educator, I, I'm in teaching as well. Um, so one of the things that I was curious about is is what brought you, what got you involved in, or what made you want to get uh, involved in education in the first place?
3: Yeah, so I'm a person who um, has always enjoyed going to school. I was lucky that way, right? I, I grew up in a household where, you know, my folks didn't get to go to college, but they were very smart people and very well read, and we always had newspapers and magazines and books, and we took trips to the library all the time, and, you know, we just... We we reveled in it. And and I actually learned to read very early in life. I, I don't even remember not knowing how to read. Is that a humble, so, is that a
0: humble brag? Yeah. <laughs> you you <don't> remember <laughs> learning how to You just know
2: how to read? I don't know what happened.
3: I really don't know. I think it's because of the environment I sure. lived well, in, right? Sure. It makes you know? sense. And so, you know, I don't know how that happened. But the, but the reality of that then was that, you know, I... I just knew that it was always all about learning, you know, and and going through school. Um, I just I enjoyed that, and and uh, um, I enjoyed helping other people, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so just kind of naturally fell into that. And uh, and then when I was in college, I. Uh, I, I'm a singer too. Oh, and I, like uh-oh. To, <laughs>
0: I did see the ad where oh, you, you were singing you're the national anthem. wish you had not yes. brought that that's, up. That's our next segment. Oh, where yes. We're going to ask you to sing into the mic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so I like to sing, and and I thought that, you know, that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to be, you know, some famous singer and be in, be in a backup band or, you know, do something mm-hmm, on that. Right, I, yeah. And uh, that didn't come through for me. You know, it, you know they didn't have, uh, you know, the. the Idol program, yeah. They didn't have an American didn't Idol, have or that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just Voice. didn't have those things. And so, um, I soon figured out, ah, oh, this isn't going to happen for me. I got to do something else. And so, t- teaching just seemed really natural. What kind me. of what kind of <clears throat>
0: music would you have been singing? What, what would you prefer, like country, more of the hip hop kind of thing, for a background singer that, that you mentioned? What would you have done? I,
3: I'm happy to sing just about anything. anything. And okay. so if oh, anybody yeah. would give me an opportunity, I would take it. Is that
0: like an open invite to anybody <laughs> right now that <if> they <laughs> hear? What? <laughs>
3: I, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm ready, willing, and able.
0: Perfect. Okay, I'm like, I'm, my,
2: the wheels are. Tur- what's your like? So, are you into karaoke? Then you like to do karaoke? You
3: know, I I love to go to karaoke, and oh. I wish that I spent the time and energy to to get good at karaoke. So, what's your go to?
2: What would be your go to karaoke song?
3: <laughs> I don't. That's the problem. I don't have a go to karaoke. Well, song, because you're so. so
0: good at.
2: No, so, <laughs> no, it's too no hard to I choose. just
3: haven't done it. I just.
0: R- Ryan, you want to share what yours is?
2: Um, it's
0: it. go ahead, go ahead, purple rain. I'm oh, a big prince guy. Oh, wow, uh, big prince fan! Awesome. So, thanks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my I'll share mine because I, I I, love sharing talking about it. Uh, my go to karaoke song is We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. Oh, that yeah. I learned the, learned the lyrics in middle school, and it's an absolute hit every time you do it because yeah, you don't have to sound thing. good when you sing it, you just got to memorize the lyrics, and you it's look It's got to be quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's
3: that's the thing with karaoke, you got to have be a crowd pleaser, exactly, yep. right? Yeah. You know, yep. so.
2: I'm, I, I'm getting the feeling, though, you're more of a vocalist. Uh, so you're, uh, Tyler, there's not much talent involved in what you're talking oh, about. Oh, no, there's none. That's She's why like I do <laughs> it. That's exactly why I do it. Okay. Well, you're to compare yourself to her. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Rita's on a different level.
3: I think. <laughs> oh, karaoke, we're all on the same level, aren't we? We're <laughs> just having a good time. Exactly. I yeah, know,
0: That's it. Doing some digging and research, research here, I see the uh, NRA, it said to give you a 0% rating which being a teacher i
3: didn't even know that i ran i ran
0: i ran the numbers that's an f
3: that's a really slow so, f yeah yes. um
0: very low um
3: that might really hurt the curve there yeah
0: are you proud of that
3: uh, i'm just you know i don't even look at that to see what causes that sure. terrible rating it shouldn't be a zero percent i've i've voted for you know gun bills I voted for the suppressor bill that went through the, mm-hmm. the legislature so I'm kind of surprised it's that low but it's a that's a political thing too mm-hmm. right and so what I like to think about and and I think is important is is what are we doing to um, bring people together on an issue that's been very divisive mm-hmm. and why are we why is this why is this an issue? What needs to be done? And to me it's this is an issue about gun safety, mm-hmm. not about gun rights. We you know, the Second Amendment is there. It's uh it, it should be upheld. Um everyone who is a law abiding citizen has a the the right to own a gun. You know, we have guns, my husband and I are you know, we have guns. We live out here on the farm. Um, I grew up with guns. My brothers always did a lot of hunting at my here on this farm. You know, we we have uh, friends and and family who come in and hunt. You know, and the next door neighbors here, you know, is a good example. There, uh, they've got a they're young guys, and I think that's just really a part of their sure. culture. So they've got a, a shooting gallery kind of thing. They're out there shooting all the time. That's that is perfectly fine um yeah. where we where we need to have the conversation is around gun safety
2: i think it's really interesting that, you know the the talking points are always or it's like the stereotypical talking points you know democrats want to take away your guns they want to uh, repeal the second amendment somehow you know it, and it's so it's interesting to hear you talk about like we own guns we have gun- i've always been around guns like that's a normal thing um are there other like Let's just hit on some of the other st- we had talked about this a little bit on the way here, Tyler. Yeah. Like some of the other stereotypical beliefs of Democrats are uh, about Democrats
0: from the other side. Socialist Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank Which you. Which is a I feel like is a fear tactic that's been used for hundreds of years almost when any new, you know, progressive idea comes comes to the public light, they it's socialism. That's a scare tactic. Yeah. Yeah, you're it right. It totally
3: is, yeah. right? Yeah. And and you know, is very been used against us in this election cycle pretty heavy i think
0: what's what's another stereotype what do you, well you, so your like, brain's moving what's that so your uh, brain, well you're, like those are spinning you know it's all it's
2: all these big and some of it is the wording we've talked about this before like defund the police Yep. like what's what's your position on that
3: definitely not uh in favor of defunding the police and and, and i think that again um we're seeing uh that used against a lot of democrats who who don't um ascribe to that belief right Right. um what uh what the conversation should be about is what are we going to do about systemic racism and and again there's plenty of agreement on both sides that that it exists and that we ought to be taking steps to combat it
2: you're Uh, you're, i assume you're for big government (laughs) Yep.
3: And and I really <laughs> like to... No, I better not say that. That's um, <laughs> right, that's right. Um, yeah, that's another stereotype, yeah. is, is that is that, you know, it's clear that um, it's a great talking point because nobody wants government to come in and, uh, and make your decisions for you, you know?
0: Want me to throw another stereotype in there? Dude, please. I don't know how to phrase this without sounding like terrible, but... Um, you're for abortions under any circumstance oh, yeah. <laughs> at all times. It's really
3: troubling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's, you know, no one, no one is, uh, believes that. They just, you know, and to, to portray this as healthy babies mm-hmm. when, uh, when there's so many situations that, that you know, not every pregnancy is the same, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so many complications when it comes to, to pregnancies. And to u- use that... Um, kind of an argument in mm-hmm. an unfair way, in a in a disingenuous way, um, that that doesn't give um, the 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 seriousness that we needed to take the fact that people face some really tough um, mm-hmm. situations when pregnancies don't go well.
0: All right, uh, our next next bit here. This is going to be <laughs> a bit. We're doing. We're, we're going to call now. it a bit because it's it's a recurring segment apparently now we did a segment with West Breckenridge about the presidential debate we hadn't watched the debate oh, yet oh. it was the day of the debate oh interesting and we threw out some presidential debate ideas that uh, we think would be great for rule changes since you know baseball is doing some rule changes football all these sports are during you know during COVID are trying new things and I was a bit ahead of my time it looks it turns out on some of these ideas with with everything that happened so I'm assuming you watched the presidential debate I did what were your immediate thoughts? There
3: should have been some rule changes. That's exactly, exactly <laughs> what I was uh, said ahead of my time.
0: Yeah. Um, so the segment we did with um, Wes was we'll, we'll pitch some ideas and you give us you know a thumbs up, thumbs down, or if you want to elaborate, um, if you like the ideas or not. Okay. Um, one I did that I think I was ahead of my time. Have you ever seen the TV show Around the Horn? No. It was an old ESPN show. It's not that old. Well, okay. Don't do that. Fair me. enough. About ten years ago, maybe. Uh, the one of the, the, the main like the moderator, I guess, was a man named Tony Reale. And I, I pitched this to Wes and he's like, ah, I don't know, because he'd never seen the show. But really, it's like a basically a big Zoom meeting with different sports analysts and they make points about questions. They'll, they'll ask a question about sports and if you make a good point, he'll, he'll give oh. you a point. And he can mute you if you're getting obnoxious. Oh. That's the thing. And so <laughs> after the debate, people were saying, hey, this around the horn, they might this is something they should look into. Because um, the mute button was such a popular idea.
3: I think it probably would uh, make it more civil, sure, right and um, create more interest around it, probably. I just think it's sad that that we're having this kind of a conversation exactly. around a presidential debate, mm-hmm. you know I mean it's it's pretty pretty crazy that we're at this at that kind of a situation where we can't where people who are vying to be President of the United States, have to have to have new rules because they can't be civil that exactly. just doesn't make any sense to me <laughs>
0: um, my next idea would probably be maybe better suited for when we have two different candidates running for president um i'm gonna call it a shotgun start and this is <laughs> to appeal to rural america um most more specifically rural <laughs> iowa um you place a bush light on the podium and you shotgun it winner gets to decide the f- you know who goes first in the debate <laughs> we're getting ratings i know that <laughs>
3: yes everyone will <laughs> want to see that yeah
0: um, bad idea yeah, I'm yeah. That <laughs> <thumbs down>. yeah. <laughs> oh for two on that one um, here's one I was really excited about and it kind of got shot down um, simulate a crisis so you get each candidate they assemble a team of people they trust advisors and it's almost like a model UN or you know you you simulate a crisis and you see you record and see how they handle that situation who are they calling are they what's their plan to to, to save the country from this crisis and voters make a decision based on how they react
3: Wow that's, like, really reality TV, isn't
0: it? When America loves reality they TV. Do. And, and they just yes. I'm pretty sure they just canceled uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So there's de- probably a time slot open, <laughs> I feel. Am I wrong? How do you yeah. know that? I, I pay attention to the news. I don't know <laughs> <either>. <laughs> what news are you watching? E. Yep. I think that's a solid idea. I think there's, I mean, impossible to manage, but there's yeah. something there. Um, I think you, I think Rita might have rolled her eyes yeah, on that I one. Like, I
3: did roll my eyes. A
2: little. <laughs> I thought there was something. I'm pretty I good. I'm, I picked that up pretty good. Um, <laughs> I get that a lot from women, so I'm not
0: <laughs> pretty, pretty quick on picking that up. She's not going to like any of my other ideas too. <laughs> um, I most of my ideas are based on ratings. I'm trying to increase ratings. Um, oh, I see where you're going. That's <clears throat> I think I didn't realize it, but that's probably where I'm going. We um, like
3: participation. We yeah, like, yeah. Um,
0: how how do you think how effective would Harry Carey have been moderating a <laughs> debate? <laughs> Well, you he's, know, he's, he
3: might have been, you know, he's, he can rise to that occasion, I would think. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I think. He like, would have no filter. He would have done better at, at breaking it up when it needed yeah, to be broken up, probably.
0: Yeah. And, just and it
3: would have been more entertaining, that's for sure.
0: Oh, ab- yeah, Two and, beers yes. in, right? You want him two beers in? That, well, that's, <laughs> you said that's about what, first inning, Harry Carey? Yeah, Harry? about half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Middle of the first, he's two beers in. Um, <laughs> If you were in a, in a, like, if you did your next debate, who would be a dream moderator for you? Somebody that you would, it'd be mm-hmm. fun to have as a moderator to sit down and kind of keep, you know things flowing i think
3: th- i think you guys would be <laughs> yeah. good candidates. That's a ringing
0: endorsement right there <laughs> we'll have to run with that then we'll we'll i don't know who to contact about that but <laughs> we'll figure it out later that was that was that was fun and now I'm, i feel <laughs> well make it i was gonna make it serious in the next question okay so.
2: well I, di- I just didn't want to be the debbie downer no, you're fine. okay all right yep i mean yeah i'll do it though okay um well i was i was curious um obviously like you said in the in the in this time that we're we're living in um i'm just wondering kind of a a, a two-parter. I'm always in for a two-for-one. I like that. Um, How has coronavirus impacted you personally? Uh, And then also, how has it kind of changed the way that you campaign?
3: Yeah, well, just like everyone else, um, we all have been affected by coronavirus for one thing. I mean, it just has restricted our ability to to hang out with people and to um, have a social life and to and to even see our family members, and that's been very difficult for everybody. And it's caused so much anxiety. I, I think that the, there's a lot of anxiety, people not sleeping at night well, um, worrying about this, worrying about that. So I think we're all going through that together. Um, beyond that, I have a son who contracted it, a son-in-law who is ju- he just got over it, just just, um, just came out of quarantine. And I had an uncle who was in the... Up in Mason City, um, in that nursing home that had an outbreak and and who died, you know, he was 91 years old, oh, but he was in in fairly good health. He'd been playing pickleball the month, oh, you know, gosh. three weeks before. So, there's there's a uh, plenty of us who have had personal experience with this. So it's um, it's it's really quite remarkable to me how much our lives have changed since that first week in March. Do right? you
2: feel like unless you have that that personal attachment to it like that. I mean, obviously we, we've all had, there's like inconveniences for everybody, right? Like, you don't know, yeah. to wear a mask or whatever yeah. when you go, go here or there, but unless you have that personal connection, like you said, with, with your uncle, like, uh, uh and, and like, unless you have that, do you think that that, um, makes it harder for some people to, to really understand the seriousness of it?
3: Some people, I think that's, uh, everyone has a different capacity for empathy. And, right yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, for some people it's actually been the, quite the opposite they're they're so empathetic that it really has um, in you know really has been tough for them because they you know are more aware and and think about the possibilities and the what-ifs and that's made their their lives harder yeah. and then for other people you know they're you know it's a it, it does it is easier to dismiss when it hasn't happened to you personally mm-hmm. yeah. or and and we have such propaganda that exists mm-hmm. that says you know i would like to believe that it doesn't exist i would like to believe that these numbers are overrated i would like to believe that i don't have to wear a mask i would like to believe that the masks are actually worse than than you know than but, not wearing yeah. the mask those are all things that that would make our lives, um, easier. And, and we have a tendency to, to believe what we'd like to believe. So I think there's a lot of factors in play here. And that's again, why, why leadership is so important. You know, um, I think that's the one thing that I was struck by when we found out that, that this administration was downplaying the Mm -hmm. virus, right? Because what that says to me is that there's a lack of, of, uh, faith In the American people, to be able to handle it, to be able to understand it, and be able to change their behavior accordingly to keep each other safe, and and that's a big mistake. You know, that's the thing about America that I think we all can agree on is that there's such potential here. Mm -hmm. There is, you know, the American people know how to get things done, and they will. Come together, and we we have no better example of it than right here around where sure. we're sitting right now with the derecho, right? Yeah. You know, we got hit pretty hard here on the farm, and uh, so this building that you see see behind us or, here, or that lack used thereof. To be, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was standing in this uh, corner window when the storm came through, and I happened to be looking right at it. You know, typical. I should have oh, been yeah. in the basement, yep. but there oh, yeah. I was.
2: Oh, you should have been outside <laughs> to really get a good look. Well, I was yeah. earlier,
3: but <laughs> it got bad enough. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm looking right at the building, and I and it literally the whole thing comes up into the air like a scene out of Twister, like the scene that you see, and then you go, "Oh, it doesn't happen." Yeah. Like oh, yeah. That but enough. there it was. It lifted completely. You know, the you know the posts came completely out of oh, the ground, and then it kind of starts to go. You know, and then it and then it ends up out there on the on the blacktop. Is and, that when you try- decided
0: to go into the basement? No. No. You so- <laughs> so- you so- you're, you're, if I can't wait to share my story because you're going to sound a whole lot more hardcore than I am.
3: <laughs> go ahead. Well, don't, don't my wait.
0: my for lack of a better word, uh, you can bleep this out, my oh shit moment was when I was standing at my side door and I saw my recycling bin. Not a house, not a <laughs> barn, not a shed. My a recycling bin <laughs> picked up and was just kind of there and then it slammed into my house and my recycling went into my neighbor's yard everywhere oh, and I said explosion. let's go to the basement it's about time <laughs> so my moment my decision to go to the basement was after my recycling bin you watched an entire structure move <laughs> into the street and it was still well you know it's not quite it's not that bad yet so that- well,
3: I probably should have gone to the basement and I said several times I think we should go to the basement but we never actually got down there which, that just makes you more I Iowan, I think probably I, not the right right move please don't follow that example I'm
2: like the thing that I'm thinking of in my head is the um, farm strong, yeah. Like you didn't grow up on a farm, did you, Stu? No, I mean I didn't either. I, no, I, yeah. The the recycling bin would have been enough for me, but I <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So, you know, but way. yeah, no farm but, strong. Like
4: yeah. Eh, so eh. what the
3: point I was making though is that when that happened, and then then the the barn is laying there on the on the blacktop, and mm-hmm. and no cars can come come through. The storm is over. There's um you know, several of those trees came down and the, and three power poles came down. And so the power, power lines are across the driveway. And so we have to figure out, you know, how we can get out there and, and start clearing the debris off of the road. And uh so, so Paul gets the tractor up. I have to walk up there and see where they can, where he can drive into the ditch and get oh, underneath yeah. the wires. And we finally figure it out and, and we get out there and then we're hauling that stuff off and and people are patiently waiting and i'm not kidding you i'm standing out there as we're you know doing that and i look back and here's my mailman and he pulls up and you can't get up to the mailbox because the power lines are across but he's sitting there and so i walk over and he hands me my mail right in the (laughs) middle of it
0: (laughs) Is this where we pitch, like, hey, support the USPS, don't defund yes. it, give them their funding? That's, yes. that's our pitch right there.
3: That is absolutely that is correct. absolutely it's insane. Crucial. That guy's crucial more
0: hardcore us. than you, I think, maybe, if he's still delivering mail yeah, after the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah what's the
2: saying? Like, uh,
3: yeah, in hail or sleet or snow. Or I forget derecho. How to, or yes, that's right. In, and and that's what I said to him when I took it from
1: him. You that's know? awesome.
3: So, um, But at any rate, um, the point is that neighbors, friends, family, everybody shows up you know, to um, get through that. And and that's uh, that's the reaction that, that we know is possible. So we gotta believe in the American people because that's what they do. They step up and they help each other to get through crises. Do
2: you wanna to add to that? Well, I was just, I, as you're talking about your, your mail being uh, delivered in the middle of a derecho, I guess I was thinking about, just made me think, and I feel like I probably already know the answer to this. Can we trust, yeah, can we trust mail-in ballots uh, how do you how do you because that's been something that's been brought into question whether or not we trust that process and can we trust the United States Postal Service to, to do it? Are there going to be, you know, is there going to be massive voter fraud? Um, what's your what's your take on that?
3: Yeah, I think we can trust this and I think we have a uh, a system in place that um, will make sure that it happens safely and securely. And I, again, I think it's unfortunate that we have people in leadership who are again. Um, not supporting this system so that people can practice their their constitutional right to vote and have faith in the various governments the various states who have put this into play and have the great responsibility of getting that done well and and like for instance here in Iowa I've you know talked to many of the county auditors who are very secure that they're that this this is going to be done in a safe fashion.
2: I so um this is a uh, a district that dave Loebsack has held since i believe it was
0: 2007 yes seven terms i believe
2: so are you uh at all are you nervous you're gonna you're gonna screw this up uh, <laughs> da- you know dave, dave was doing this so well for so long and he's kind of handing over the keys here to the to the to the to the nice car the convertible here <laughs> it's uh, a lot of pressure. I mean, I don't but think seriously, there's any
3: like cars or convertibles involved. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No, we
2: uh, we had a conversation about convertibles earlier. Yep. Uh, so bad reference on my part. But um, is there any added? Do you feel any added pressure be- because he I need, had held that? Yeah.
3: I don't think there needs to be any added pressure, really. You know, yeah. this is a big. It job. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It really is a big job, and so it's if you're if you're gonna um, step up to this, then you have to recognize that. This is not an easy job, and it's it's, it's something that you're going to have to spend every waking minute on, and and that there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it, and and the, the only way you're going to get through that is if you're smart enough to know that you don't know all the answers, and that you that you're relying on other people to um, help you do what you need to do.
2: So you, wait, are you talking about being a classroom teacher right there? <laughs> Like yes. holy cow! Like yeah. there's how? That like that's truth? crazy. It was almost yeah. like yeah.
0: Uh, I was just listening to YouTube an ad from a master class with Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he always said, "It's like it's commonly played. They'll say, knowing you want to know enough to know that you're wrong, or yeah. something to that, that effect. you can be wrong. Yeah, that you can yes. be wrong, and so right. it, like, that's mm-hmm. it sounds like yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. So
2: that's a, no, that's a interesting. that's a wonderful like I appreciate that answer, and that's I think that um, speaks to the the fact that I was able to relate to that as an educator as well.
0: That's cool. Um, Election night. You've been through some election night um, uh, as a state senator uh, when you're running for uh, lieutenant governor and now as a trying to run for the House of Representatives for this district. What is an average election night for you? What does that look like?
3: I've done that voting early. I go I go with uh, I've gone with, um, you know, a a few uh, supporters and, and go together to mainly to bring attention to it so that other people get out there and vote early. Right. Okay. So we've done it that way. I've also voted by mail mm-hmm. and uh, and again, take a picture of it and sure. show show myself signing it up and, mm-hmm. and then put out a little bit of information about how how you do that. But what to remember to make sure that your that your vote is that your ballot is filled out correctly and and the deadlines, et cetera. And I've uh, um, I guess I've gone in person, I think mainly I don't. I don't know if I've actually gone in person when I was uh, running for office. I think I've always either voted early or voted by mail.
0: Interesting. What, what what's the the festivities later? It look like. Do, I mean, are you waiting for a phone call for the results? Are you watching? Where I mean, Where do you learn the results? Do you get a phone call from somebody saying, "Hey, here are the official results"? Or are you watching CNN or the auditors' page or what? What are you? What yeah, are you doing? it'll
3: be curious to see how we do it this time because um, because of COVID. Yeah, you know, because usually it's. It's a fun time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get as everybody who's interested. We find a place and and uh, try to have a good time, and and everybody's watching the results, sure. and and then when they come in, and then if you win, you're looking for that that um, concession call, you know, oh, man. Um, which is fun. Yeah, you know, that's a fun <laughs> thing. I think it
2: is. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> weird. <laughs> <Do> you guys <laughs> like have, you had like a. Yeah, that's a phone call I would love to receive from somebody if I was running for position.
0: That'd be awesome. Uh,
3: yeah. So, but you know, the other thing about it I just want to say is that you know I've been on the other end of that. You know, on the you know with the lieutenant governor, lieutenant governor bid. You know, it's so it's tough to run, Mm -hmm. and uh, and so you want to make sure that that people are being very gracious during that time period because you know these are these are heart wrenching kinds of endeavors that you put a lot of effort and time in and you've got staffers and people who have also put a lot on the line and so so you know it's really important to keep that all in mind um so but yeah it's a especially when you win it's a fun night Uh, absolutely
0: and from hearing from your staff i can imagine you guys are gonna have a good time yeah that would be it sounds like the the pencil game we were talking about (laughs) we where kim's i can't see it uh, some pencil game. I told her, I told her I don't want to play euchre. Euchre oh. terrible. Oh. I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I go to. I don't either. I'm, I have a lot of friends that play head, it, and I, don't I just know. don't get it. And it's what
3: about five hundred? Do you play five hundred for the football? <laughs> <laughs> for,
0: the I five, for the baseball, football. it was baseball. For baseball me. for you? Yeah. Well, I did that a little bit, but it was mostly a football thing for me. Five hundred. Oh.
3: For yeah, I mean we we play a lot of cards around here.
2: Uh, so uh, just you know, we were just talking about like the the election night. Um I'm assuming after this outstanding experience that you're having with us currently, um we're undoubtedly being invited to the uh celebration. And uh <laughs> I think I, I heard her say that uh, yeah uh, well verbatim. It.
0: Uh, yeah. I, it's kind of one of those things. She didn't say it but you heard <laughs> we'll it. cut the audio that way. Yeah. No. We can <laughs> edit it. Flattered
3: edit. that you want to join us. That oh, makes heck me feel yeah. good. Why wouldn't we? After Absolutely. what
0: we've heard from your staffers, it sounds electric. <laughs> sounds like it's
2: gonna be a great time. Uh, but so I guess I'm just wondering. Um, b- because this is uh, again pints and diplomacy. Um, what are we what are we drinking at the uh, the celebratory night here? You know the
3: the the drink that we tend to go to as a staff when we have something to celebrate is is Fireball. Oh That's boy! That we go to.
2: Oh. <laughs> Write that down. But there
3: are there are plenty of other you know everyone has their preferences. For I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna need the next month to prepare for that. <laughs> That's fireball. I'm oh, going
2: to need a month to recover. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness.
0: Um, we're nearing our time here. It's, uh, we've reached our hour. I, I will, we'll end with a segment that we're, we're going to try to do at the end of every interview we do, and it, it is an elevator pitch. 30 mm-hmm. seconds for those undecided voters out there. How would you differentiate yourself from um, Marionette Miller-Meeks, and how would you try to earn their vote?
3: So I, I, do, I don't know Marionette Miller-Meeks very well. I didn't have the pleasure of serving with her in the, in the Senate. Um, but judging from, uh, from what I've seen and heard, I think that we just have a little difference in the way we approach things. Mm-hmm. She talks a lot about fighting, about um, um, being involved with the party. Um, I have more of a, an approach of, of bringing people together, um, listening um, in an effort to find common ground so that we can tackle the important issues that, are, that really are facing people. We're going through a tough time here. You know, 2020 has been quite the gift to all of us, mm-hmm. and, and it's not always been fun. <laughs> and so now more than ever, um, people are hungry for the kind of leadership that, that, that doesn't um, have to pull people apart in order to get to those solutions that are going to make a difference, and so that's the approach that I like to take: is to um, first of all listen, make mm-hmm. sure pe- everybody is at the table that should be at the table in order for us to have the information that we need and get the input that's going to make a difference in the kinds of solutions that we come away with, and that we actually, you know, have a list of things that we get done when we, when we after when we have those kinds of conversations.
0: Um, we like to th- thank you for for uh joining us for this interview i mean i've said it a couple times on the way down we've this is our second interview we've done we we are nobodies and <laughs> yeah. you're agreeing to do these things in, in a close race and so we appreciate it we we hope uh we, we obviously hope the best uh but yeah again we appreciate you doing this this, yeah, thank this you takes much. a lot of uh a lot of faith in me from our <laughs> one encounter to uh to to trust us to do a good job with this and not try to try to find a gotcha moment or anything like that. So we appreciate it.
3: Oh, I appreciate it, you know, and, um, you know, it was easy to, to, to get a judgment there in your classroom of, of you know, what, what kind of person you are and what you're trying to accomplish. And so I really appreciate that. I think right now it's such a tough time for education. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've got to, we've got to lift teachers up. And, uh, and in general, we just have to help everybody um, get through what we know will, you know, this too will pass. We'll yeah. sure. get through this pandemic um, and we'll get through the economic problems that have, that have resulted. Um, but we've got to pull together in order to do it faster and better. So sure. um, I appreciate the opportunity to have you guys here and uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks yeah. so much. Awesome.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All righty, uh, we're, we're back here, and we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about the beers that we have been drinking during this interview. Uh, one of Rita, Hart, Rita Hart's campaign manager's assistant. Yes. Deputy. Deputy assistant. She's been deputized. for. I robot. have been deputized. For, for the real question, assistant to our assistant. Oh.
4: Oh, no. No, so my full title is deputy campaign manager and finance director. Perfect. Yeah. So
0: one of the beers we have here uh, from Big Grove, I love Big Grove. They have great sours, but Big one good. of their popular beers, the Easy Eddie, We've I've had a couple of those. Do you guys flagship? want to go around? What's the, their flagship? Yeah, is 100%. It, it is. <laughs> That's going to become sure a recurring flagship thing. beer. Yeah. I've been drinking. We have another beer from Reunion Brewery. It's their uh, Juice Factory Pale yeah. Ale. I've actually enjoyed that one. That was the That's first one. one I had. It was, I've it never, went down I've pretty never smooth. even
1: heard of that brewery before. No, me either. It's in Iowa. So. Iowa City
0: in Coralville is the Reunion Brewery. Um, this one right here Wilson's Hard Cider. Solon. Sole in oh. Iowa. There it's a go. cider, and you, Jared, you told it's me good. it goes it's down. Good. Yeah, it was it like almost drinking like a smooth. like a soda or something, yeah. and it did. It went down pretty smooth. So, yeah, great beer all I've, around. W- yeah,
2: I feel like you're missing. Ooh, yes. Good, good day. So, Kelowna, Kelowna Brewing Company, my personal favorite on the day here is. Good day, sunshine.
0: Are you singing a song? No, so it's
2: much. called Good Day, Sunshine. Okay. Uh, Honey Wheat Ale. I'm a big fan. Yeah. and it comes in the pint, which are
0: <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure. is I'm like love so much. I don't
2: know if you were aware, but that is <laughs> part of the title of the show. Yep, and uh, no, just bi- uh, this is this is a very smooth drinking beer. Uh, comes in that big pint serving, which I'm a big fan of. Sixteen ounces, uh, the more the merrier. I always say. Yep, and I totally diggin uh, uh, up top uh, top shelf here. Mere mortals. Heavenly you beers brewed by mere mortals. But is a delicious. Out of the Col- is it just the Kelowna Brewery? Kelowna yeah. Brewing Company,
0: yeah. Kelowna Brewing Company. Honeyweed ale. We're a big not fan. Win. Let's uh let's get take our go over our takeaways here. Um I, I can start, I'll lead off with our my yeah. first takeaway. I definitely think this was one of the most laid back interviews. Every every topic we we brought up to read us. Of all the two we've done. Yeah, well, <laughs> Not a, Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot to back got it up. Out. But I don't think we've ever been more – like, that. Was su- I was super comfortable. No, yeah, and I she agree. answered everything. And she – if we even pressed her on a little bit, she dished it right back at us. And I appreciate that. I'm sure the, the parts we, we pick out and that we, we play in this, they're going to – the people that listen are going to love it. It was entertaining. She made strong points. She wasn't controversial. She was pretty much straightforward. So yeah. I that was my takeaway. She was very laid back, relaxed, and straightforward. And there was – I didn't didn't feel like she was stressed at all. She was just having fun, and she felt right in her element. When she
1: she obviously wasn't hedging her bets or anything. she, no. she was pretty straight up about uh, what she thought yeah. about a number of issues. Sure, which is great. Which, which is great. Want. That's always what you yeah, what yeah. you want to hear from a politician these days.
2: Yeah, the thing. My big takeaway really was her willingness to reach across the aisle. I mean, uh, she she didn't specifically say that, but like, she kept saying like, "We can get this done," or "We can agree on this." And, uh, you know, I picked up on what she was – I picked up on what she putting down. Um, you know, <laughs> she's talking about, like, what what can we we as Congress, what, what can we as uh, the House of Representatives, like, what can we agree on and what can we get done? Sure. And uh, th- it's so much more refreshing to hear a message like that than it is to hear, like, hey, let's uh, uh, stand on opposite ends of the aisle and just, like, yell and, and argue and, and be divisive. Um, She's talking about, like, what can we get done for the American people and uh, and and for the people that she represents here in the state of Iowa. And so, like, that was that was cool for me to hear something like that.
1: Yeah, and I agree. I I brought up at that same point with the with the voter stuff. I think there's there's been a a fair amount of pessimism from, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, political commentators or whoever, even on the Democratic side of. You know, are we going to get a fair shake with the absentee ballots? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, you know, is the Trump administration just going to try to toss everything to the curb? And uh, the fact that Rita was just so confident that, you know, we've, like you said, we've got these systems in place. And at the end of the day, you just have to trust the system, even when there are so many voices trying Are you, to are you
0: saying trust the process?
2: Stu's a big fan of. Trusting the process. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm just throwing out a buzzword. No, 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 Stu loves it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, the fact that uh, someone, you know, it, it seems like there's just a lot of pessimism from, from everyone, whether it's from within the parties or anywhere else. But, you know, Rita seems pretty confident. I think that says something about her and about the reality of the situation. You know, and I mean, her approach, mm-hmm. too. Like, she's yeah.
2: not. She's coming at it like let's get let's get stuff done like, like yeah w- absolutely yeah like there's a lot of people that feel like it's like oh we're just you know we're just gonna spin our wheels or whatever but she's like let's get stuff done like where where can we meet in the middle and mm-hmm. where can we get stuff accomplished f- to to improve the lives of everybody yeah you know one side or the other like let's 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 get things done and that's that kind of gets you fired
0: up so <laughs> let's let's pass we're gonna pass this on over to you Kim we just. Gave our takeaways of what Rita Hart said. What are your takeaways from everything you've just heard come from our mouths? Should you s-
2: should you introduce Kim a little bit here I, uh, and be like
0: "This <laughs> is we I think we did this already." Picked up we? a stranger. A and bit, yeah. yeah, this is Kim is uh, Rita's deputy. She's been deputized. Deputized the. <laughs> I can't remember the full title. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's a, I'm, yeah. Assistant
2: to the regional.
4: Honestly, you know? I, what I well, one thing I love about the staff is that we're such utility players. Like ju- you, just we just call them staff, right? Like sure. we're a team. We're, we're a team. Like she's teammate. I don't give it. I don't care about your title, Rebecca. Sure. I'm looking at Rebecca, my lovely teammate, because that's what matters is getting getting stuff done. Exactly. What's her title, though? She's our digi director. Sorry,
0: I know you just said is you didn't. we about <laughs> titles. Things. So what was? What so was that was th- sarcasm. What was your takeaway from it? Like, what, how did you were were sitting on the outside the whole time, kind of listening to everything that was going on with with us and Rita? How did you perceive things?
4: So, just as like a mechanics, right? Like, she was very comfortable. Like, Mm you, you broached some difficult topics, and Mm -hmm. I think you saw that she doesn't shy away from those topics, and she seeks to connect them to the community, to herself, you know, to show like, uh, just as I am impacted, you are, or like, I might not be impacted in the same way you are. Uh, but I really do think that you got to see just such a authentic view of Rita
3: mm-hmm.
4: we were talking about something the other day I mean you all saw she's just such a storyteller sure and she was telling this story about how she could not get through to someone and she just finally kind of sat down and listened and it it's another part of what she believes right like she's here to listen to every voice and so at the end she's like you know seek to understand before you're understood mm-hmm. and that's what she's in what she instills like in her staff right like, being a staff being a political team you become a family because you have to work in such extreme conditions with one another and she could be hands off right she could not care about her staff but she actively seeks them out you know checks in on them like if they have personal hurdles and she's also a human like is still working on constituent cases from her state senate her time in the state senate like she keeps tabs on those people yeah um so yeah i just love that you gave her the opportunity to do this and i think that um, everyone who gets to experience this is going to see a very, or to hear a very authentic read of heart.
2: I think we view we view the we view our politicians as being like a, a notch above, a step mm-hmm. above. Um, I I would guess at this point, Kim, you'd like to maybe drop that cell number. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for it. Maybe not so much. No. I'm going to shake the head. I
4: will not put but personal like, contact information of a candidate or any elected official on any <laughs> side of any aisle into that's the public your gripe. atmosphere. That's
2: Just your gripe, right? Is that she? she's more than willing. Accessible. Rita's more than willing too to provide accessible.
4: that. No, I don't. So I want to make it very clear. Well, not.
2: <laughs> okay. No, let me back up. But like, it, like, so if I'm an elected, personally, if I'm an elected official, like I'm I'm a little bit uh, protected of that information. But you, like, I think we'd all agree, like, uh, just from what we've heard, like, she's maybe a little bit too uh, forthcoming with that.
4: So I think if you are the public, she is not too forthcoming at all. I think we look at it as staff from not an over-accessible standpoint, but, like, safety, right? We look at it from, is she safe? Is she secure? Is her family safe? Like, we've had... Some beautiful supporters reach out and be like, I am concerned because these things are happening. We are mm-hmm. seeing a divisive climate. Are you, you know, aware of your own surroundings? Are you aware of who has your information? Mm-hmm. Because like we we see it all of the time, right? Reporters tracking kids of electeds or candidates, yeah. like tracking themselves, right? Like blackmailing whatever it is. So it is st- strictly a privacy and safety yeah. standpoint.
2: Yeah, that's a that's yeah that's a great i hadn't even thought of that personally i was just thinking about like are you getting like blown up are you getting blown up in the middle of the night about like a a small issue but uh, yeah
0: thank you for joining us for this last segment i appreciate (laughs) it so much fun oh yeah this is something we hope that happens in every every interview we do this is awesome i loved it
4: um so for anyone who's listening and wants to get involved with rita you can go to ritaheart.com you can here you can read more about her issues um, you can find links to get involved with the campaign uh, follow her on Twitter she's super cute on Twitter mm-hmm. she's so fun
0: alright thank you for joining us uh, that is our interview that is our episode and uh, uh, take care go vote politics has not touch
4: football politics is winner take all it always has been and it always will be too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their love with women all across this country. There is not a liberal America and a
3: conservative America. There is the United States of America.